Ready, set, think. Hi, I'm Wes Carroll, and this is the Do the Math Puzzler, a puzzle worth thinking about in your car, on your run, or wherever you may be. Episode 13, welcome back. As always, this week's puzzler can be found at the end of the episode. Let's start with last week's puzzler, One Light Switch, which read as follows. For years you were a lonely prisoner here, but earlier today you were brought to a courtyard to join the others, where you're all addressed by the warden. There have been budget cuts, he explains, and the 100 of you need to leave the facility. Whether you'll be sent to another high-security facility or set free depends on whether you pass the following test of cleverness and teamwork. There's a secret room not far from here, and, like your individual cells, it's soundproof, lightproof, and in all other ways impervious to communication. The only object in this room is a single light switch, not connected to anything. It's currently in the off position. In an hour, you'll each be sent back to your cells. One of you will be selected at random to visit the room. While there, that prisoner may choose to flip the switch or not. No other actions will be permitted. Then, another prisoner will be chosen at random. And again and again and again, over and over, always at random. At any point, any of you may declare that all of you have visited the room. If the declaration is true, you'll all go free. If not, then you'll never again see the light of day. You have one hour to formulate your strategy. How will you arrange for everyone to go free? I think one of the key insights gained from grappling with a problem like this is that when we're faced with too many unknowns, our minds tend to want to shut down. But a better approach is to simply make likely assumptions and then ask where each of those assumptions leads. For example, since the switch only has two positions, we can't store more than one tiny bit of information there. So, while it can tell us, for example, whether there have been an even or odd number of prisoners, it can't tell us whether there have been a particular number. So, even if our intuition is screaming at us that the position of the switch has to be able to tell us whether a hundred people have visited the room, we should instead be exploring other places to store information. The only other place we know we have for sure is the memories of the people involved. So, let's assume that storing information in the minds of the prisoners is part of the solution, at least for now. Now, obviously, each prisoner can keep track of how often she herself has been to the room. But if each person only knows how often she herself has been to the room, that doesn't seem to help much. Therefore, we have to treat the switch as a communication mechanism for letting one person tell another that she's been to the room. Most people at this point get stuck at the seeming impossibility of the situation, since it isn't clear how to do this. But the key here is to simply accept that there is likely to be a way, because if the problem is solvable at all, this is the most likely seeming way for it to get done. Next, let's ask who is communicating to whom. Clearly everyone needs to communicate the information of having been in the room to someone. And clearly there needs to be someone who knows whether everyone has been to the room. So, let's assume that everybody is talking to one central person somehow. Also, note that the only thing each person needs to communicate is simply whether he or she has been in the room at least once. No other communication matters. With all that in mind, let me suggest to you that this is a good place to pause the podcast and think about things for a bit, because you might be able to take it from here if you haven't already. A.K.A. Spoiler alert, in a moment I'm going to read Solutions. And now it's time for Solutions. Congratulations to Simon Myers, who wrote, 
Wes, I think I figured it out, but it's terribly inefficient. Designate one prisoner as the counter. This person will only flip the switch up. Everyone else will only flip the switch down if it is already up, and they can only do this once. This way, if they enter the room before the counter, the switch stays down, and they haven't used their one flip yet. Then, the counter will have to flip the switch 98 times before entering the 99th time to see that the switch is down, and he can then verify that each person has been in the cell at least once. Unfortunately, that will take at the very least 200 entries into the room, and probably many more. Is there a faster way? Well, Simon, if there is, I sure can't find it. This is not only the best solution of which I'm aware, it's also the only solution of which I'm aware. It follows directly from the principles we laid out before. Great work. It's interesting that it feels like it might not be right, especially since it's going to take thousands of visits to make this happen. Then again, at one visit per minute, we can get almost 1,500 visits in in one day. So maybe this isn't as crazy as our intuition might be telling us. Now for the bonus puzzle. How do we solve this puzzle if the switch starts in a random position? Surely that can't be done. Spoiler alert again. Not only can it be done, but we're about to tell you how. Here's another good time to pause the podcast. For the random starting position variant, congratulations go to Carl Wirth, who writes in, The crucial insight is that the potential error introduced by the random start is bounded. It can only make the counter miscounting a single visit by a single prisoner, no more. So, having the counter count two visits per prisoner ensures that each prisoner will be counted at least once, even if one visit from one prisoner is never counted. Each prisoner, other than the counter, will now flip the light switch off twice, both the first time and the second time that they enter the room and find the light switch in the on position, and the counter will count to 198. This final count is too short of 200 because a. the counter only counts herself once, not twice, and b. if the light switch started in the on position and the counter was not the first prisoner taken to the secret room, then that first prisoner will flip the light switch off once without the counter counting it. Great work, Carl. I hope you all enjoyed this most difficult puzzler to date. Hey, and just a quick note on the rating scheme here at The Puzzler. I rate each puzzler as one to four chili peppers worth of spiciness, because I think that puzzles are kind of like spicy food, in that some people like things spicy, some like things mild, and there's no judgment. You like what you like. It's not about trying to tolerate something you don't like, it's about enjoying what you do like. And on that note, it's time for a one chili pepper puzzler. This one is called Order of Operands. Cindy was asked by her teacher to subtract 3 from a certain number and then divide the result by 9. Instead, she subtracted 9 and then divided the result by 3, giving an answer of 43. What would her answer have been had she worked the problem correctly? As with many of the puzzles in this podcast, I would encourage you to try this one without pencil and paper, at least at first. You may find that it's quite doable and... Along the way, you'll exercise some important mental muscles. However, doing it with pencil and paper, or just checking your work later with pencil and paper, is completely fair game as well. We'll look at solutions next time. Tweet your solutions, questions, or comments at thatwesguy, or email me at wes at dtmath.com. 
feel free to also share any feedback on the podcast. I'm just doing this for you and me, so I'm interested to hear what you think. Good luck.